Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup! Hey everybody, it is our weekly episode for Rocket Buttercup. This week we're doing a little bit different. Sabrina is living her best life in Germany this week. And so it's just me today and our special guest. So we're talking all military kids for April, which is our military kid month. So if you have a military kid, we want to make sure that you know that we love and appreciate those little dandelions. And we hope that you guys take a time sometime this month to show your appreciation and your love for your military kid. So we have a very special guest today. So she's a retired military army spouse and a award-winning author, Shandell Walker. How are you doing today, Shandell? Hey, Ashley. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. So like I said, we're talking about military kids and we just mentioned that you were an author. So can you give us a little bit of a rundown about who you are, how long you were a military spouse, and why your book is so special to military kids? Okay, well, you you have a long time, right? No, I'm I just do. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No. Uh, well, it's a similar story to a lot of people. But so unlike you, though, I was not a military brat. I was raised in Arizona. Definitely very supportive military family, but we didn't have anybody that was in the military on either side. I believe I had an uncle and he served in, I think the Gulf War, you know, and that was it, but just so really no ties there. I met my husband randomly uh, at a concert. We won't get into that too much, but it was just fun. We met at a concert in California and he was in the Marines. He was stationed at Camp Pendleton there at the time. And so we just ended up having a long distance relationship. I was in Arizona. He's in California. He's in the middle of his contract, right? And he goes on deployment. So my very first experience with deployment was a Marine Corps girl deployment. So girlfriend deployment. So it was, um, and it's funny looking back, going through all the army deployments with children and kind of like quote unquote single momhood, right? I think that that, girlfriend, Marine Corps girlfriend deployment was probably one of the hardest ones. Yeah, no, I understand that. We've talked about that before. I felt like my deployments as like, as just a a spouse or girlfriend was harder than my deployments with kids. But I think that's because I sat there so long and just focused on like, he's not here. Kids, you're so focused on like making sure that they're okay. Yes, it was exactly that way. I would, I was all over CNN or I was you know, cutting this out. Is he in this picture? Is that his unit? I mean, I was just obsessed with it. And I was so nervous. You know, we were able to communicate at that time. He was on ship with the Navy, with the Navy and, and internet cafe. And I was sending him phone cards. It's a totally different military now. Right. And so we, we were so different. <laughs> totally different. So it was fun that we've been able to do different aspects of the military culture. You know, we've been able to experience different things, but so fast forward from there, we got married. He got out of the Marines. I didn't think anything of it. Like we never had a conversation that he wished he would like die. Right. He just really wanted to do this forever. But I didn't know that. And so I just said, hey, let's just be normal again. Right. So he moved to Arizona, but he just was missing it too much. So he joined the Army Guard and that helped him a little bit. But that unit actually became. So after he was deployed in the Guard, he just really felt like he wanted to be back full-time again. 
So he put his uh, warrant packet in so he could fly. He always wanted to fly helicopters. And the Marine Corps, you can fly, but you have to have a degree. Well, at that point, he had been out a while. It would have taken a long time to get a degree. With the Army, you can fly. You just go through walk school, right? So he put his packet in. Of course, he was accepted. And then soon after, we were at Fort Rucker, which is ironically where we ended up when we retired. So I'm back at Fort Rucker right now. <laughs> so it all started there, and it ended here. You know, Rucker just brings you back if you're in aviation. So from there, uh, we were stationed at Fort Bragg. So I'm very familiar with Fort Bragg, almost eight years. And he had um, heavy deployments there because that was in the beginning of everything. So he right out of flight school, he went to a year unaccompanied. Uh, I was pregnant with our second, he was in Korea. And then he got back. I moved to Bragg on my own, pregnant and with the three-year-old. And six months later, he was deployed with the unit for Bragg. <laughs> At this point, I'm thinking what are what is happening what is going on you know like this is not how i forecasted my life so he had back to black deployment so within a seven year period he was gone four of those years and so it was very difficult for you know spouse and individual you've got these little ones and and military life is different nothing i had experienced but brag was actually really good for me and being there for so long was really helpful great relationships great people there. He still has lifelong friends from there. And in fact, some of them are retired here as well, back at Fort Rucker. So it was, it was good in a lot of ways. Then we ended up at uh, Rucker again as an instructor. And then he went to Korea again, <laughs> as, and then another year separation. And then we were at Hood. We retired out of Fort Hood in 2020. And uh, now we're back at Fort Rucker. We retired in 2020, so it was a it was a fun year to <laughs> retire and and do a final move. You know, we couldn't get transportation; everything was shut down. It was our worst move we ever. I mean, it just. But it, it's okay. You know, now we're almost three years out, which is interesting. Along the way, um, I got the idea for this book, Daddy Left with Mr. Army. It's a child's view. It's a rhyming book. I wrote it actually when I was at Fort Bragg and I, nothing ever came for it, of it. Kind of put it, you know, it's just a cute poem. It's nothing, nothing, you know? And then when he was in Korea the second time in 2017, I just felt like this, this is the time. This is the time I need to invest in myself. These words need to be out. People need to, we need, we need books. We need something for these military kiddos. Not that there wasn't already great resources out there, but I just felt I needed to share this. So it was the right time. Yeah. And, you know, you said like, you know, there needs to be books. And I, you know, as a military brat myself, I do not remember there being like books specifically for military kids. Like, you know, I think there may have been like a yeah. pamphlet from like ACS or something. I mean, and, you know, I grew up, you know, before like all social media and things like that. So, you know, it is very different. I mean, even from when my husband was first in the service, like, you know, communication is very different than what it is nowadays. And yes. um, thankfully, my kids have more resources to contact their dad when he is gone compared to what I did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, today's world in the military life, it's not scheduled deployments. It's not 
at least for us here at Fort Bragg, if you are familiar with the 82nd, you probably are feeling the frustration <laughs> right now with the 82nd. Yes. Continuous, you know, immediate response activation. And so, so hard. There, there is no phone service. They're not allowed to take their phones. They're not allowed to take their communication devices, computers, tablets, things like that. Like there's none of that. So it's, it's definitely interesting to see the different aspects of the different branches first off, but like also like the different units within the army and their regulations on how you can communicate with your significant other and making sure that you follow all the rules and things like that. I will say that I thought being a military, like just spouse and mom, like I was very like gun, gun into like looking at like, where is he? Is he doing okay? Why hasn't he messaged me? Like, you know, it's yes. Things. And, you know, the kids, the ki- with kids, it's a little bit more, you're more focused on the kids, making sure they're good. And, you know, your communication with your significant other is like, the kids are doing good. This is what they did at school, you know, or maybe you're complaining like, you know, the kids driving me nuts, whatever it may be, but yes. you're focus and you're very kid oriented. But I will say that I'm so surprised with my kids currently right now with just the way that they handle like, okay, dad's gone. Oh, um, yeah. again, unfortunately, like it's part of their routine now. Um, you know, growing military, remember my dad being gone. My dad was a ranger. So my dad was consistently deployed um, or on yeah. training missions. And I do remember him being gone. And I, I remember him being gone. But like, I also like, also don't, if that makes kind of sense. Sure. Um, you know, I know he was gone. I think I remember it more specifically towards middle school and high school time frame than I did elementary school couldn't tell you how long he was gone during elementary time frame I don't have the concept of the time from that period I know he was gone so like to me yeah. it makes me feel a little better because mine are elementary school kid age so I'm like you know they know he's gone but you know they're not realizing that he's gone for an ex- extended period of time like he's just gone for a little bit and he's back yeah but isn't that sad when they yeah. quote get used to it yeah they get I'm used just- you know that's it military life is hard and deployments so hard and our kids I love that that we have the whole month that so many people like to focus on them and and bring focus because our military kids are an incredible group of people they are and they you know I I'm proud to be a part of that group but like you know it's been a long time since I was part of that group like considered a, a, a child and uh my dad is no longer in the service so but my kids like you know mine are four and eights and in the last two years they've had three rapid activations so three times their dad got a notification and was gone within two hours um oh my goodness and into parts of the world where it was not safe and things like that so i personally am actually very happy that they were so young so they couldn't understand what was happening because i do feel that those kids who are older who may be, you know, on social media or who watch the news and things like that. It was very well publicized. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of glad that they're still in that naive state. Sure. I can kind of shelter them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's not the case for all military kids. And so that's like the unfortunate part. And I hope that people who are not military listening know that they are so resilient. And I mean, my kids thankfully are, you know, when dad's gone, they're like, okay, well, we'll do this together with you, mom, so that, you know, everyone's happy. Yes. Sweet. Like, Aww. so they're pretty. Yeah, they, um, 
They are really wonderful. Well, and that was one of the things like, because I, I, this was new territory for me, even though we've been living it for a few years, you know, we, we did, we did a deployment and then, okay, dad's doing it again. I just felt, I didn't have those books for the kids. I didn't know what books were out there. I didn't even know until this book was published. I didn't even realize all the stuff that was available through the USO through the, you know, I, it somehow doesn't filter down to the families. And I know millions of dollars are spent on this and we were missing that we're missing it. I feel like more getting out and publicized, thankfully to Instagram and things like that, where we're learning more resources. We've, and now there's a slew of military spouses that are, Hey, this is my voice. Let's, let's make these books for these kids. Let's have something for them. And that was one of the things, even if this book was just for me, Mm -hmm. right. Even if no one ever purchased this book, it was what the kids thought it was what they saw. It was our story. In fact, it had our, on the mailbox, like a personalized, the kids, our address there at Fort Bragg. We weren't on post, but still right out there in Fayetteville. And I personalized what our house looked, the clothes, like everything was personalized to that specific area because we were living a story over and over and over again. And I, you know, when I would take a step back as a mother, you know, we have our own trials through that mm-hmm. through deployment. But then we look at these littles and it, it's amazing what we're asking them to do. Well, and their little brains can't fully comprehend. Like, you know, again, my youngest is four. She's like, why is daddy not here? Why, you know, daddy was here. Like we went to Disney in November and he wasn't deployed, but he was at JRTC, which is, you know, the training that they do before deployment or to be ready to deploy. And she was, you know, like, I wish daddy was here. I wish daddy was here for this. You know, maybe we can come back. I know. And like, you know, I feel so bad because like it broke my husband's heart. Like he wanted to go, but he, you know, also didn't want to go. That's a different story. But, you know, <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm sad that I missed that trip with them. And unfortunately that just, you know, sometimes you just have to continue living on. And I think that's, I think that's a hard thing for moms to do anyways, is to go continue mm-hmm. to do things with the kids while they're significant as others gone. So they don't want them to feel like they're left out, but. I mean, I personally, this is my belief is like, you have to, you have to continue living. You can't just stop living and stop Absolutely. doing anything. Your significant other is gone. You have yeah. to take them on their trips and things like that, because, you know, you don't want them to remember the bad things. You want them to remember the good things. And so, you know, I yes. try every time he's gone, we do like a fun trip, whether it's to the beach or something like that. Um, yeah. And it helps break up the time too. Totally. Like you have that other thing that you're looking forward to. So it's not just a nine month or a 12 month, you know, chain, you know, how we do the paper chains, like that is just forever. But if we have that, oh, this is only in, you know, 84 more days, you know, we've got, we've got different little things to look for. But I totally agree with that. I don't think I did that the first deployment at Bragg in Korea. I just had had my son. I, we went back to Arizona. We were living with uh, my parents. For, I was fortunate enough to be able to have that. So I had the help and back with family. But again, that was just for a year. Then back to Bragg. And now it it's funny because there was a picture I took on Easter. I don't know who took it, a neighbor or somebody, but my husband was gone and we're dressed nice, like in our Sunday best. Right. And I have the baby, my son, and then I have my little girl and I'm standing in such a way. My dad made an interesting comment. He said, you look like a pioneer. You look like one of those old time, you know, like the mother by herself, maybe the, what had, who knows what happened to the father, where he was. And I think about that often because although they went through such greater trials than I feel like we do now, 
but it was still a significant challenge, a significant trial. And it is the mother standing there strong, proud that their husband is serving, but you have to take on this huge responsibility and role for your children, for mm-hmm. your family. And so I, um, those, all those, are de- the deployments of course were not simple tasks, but I wanted to share. I wanted to focus on these kids and I wanted to talk about deployment. I wanted to have a different talk about it and what they see, what they feel, what they might be questioning, why dad isn't there. What is he doing? What is the purpose of this? And have a little bit of a hard conversation but enough that I can bring this book and these words to children to validate what they're feeling, to talk about those emotions and why they are unhappy or just everything that's bottled up. Cause it's not all wonderful, right? It's not, yes, it's great that he's serving our country and protecting us, but it's, it's raw and it's hard and it's difficult. And we, anyways, I, I'm just grateful that I was able to do that and, and share that. And um, it's, it's been a special experience. I've really enjoyed it, but I just love that some of the comments or reviews or other accounts like it. I love, I love hearing about kids like that. We read that book all the time, even though dad is still here, like it helps them. And I'm not bragging about the book. What I'm proud of is that it it's helping reach children and helping giving them the words to what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. And it doesn't matter the branch. Yeah. All the brand. Yes. Army was specific to us and the book has army, but it's in the book like twice, you know, you've got air force, you've got coast Guard, you've got all these branches and there's still the separation. And it's the same for our little ones. And it's the same for us spouses. The struggle is there and we need to validate. I feel like we need to talk about it more. I feel like I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. And I definitely think like you were saying, like, you know, several years ago, like you didn't really know all the resources and I still feel that there's a ton yeah. of spouses out there that, you know, moms out there that don't know all the resources that are available because there really are, there is so much out there that it's just like a trying to filter through what best will suit you and your family needs as well as finding, finding the things that like connect with you. Like we've read a few of the military books and my kids are like, yeah, like there's one called hello there. Um, and it's just like high overseas. Like it's a super cute book. It was great for my three-year-old, four-year-old timeframe, but you know, having mm-hmm. books that connect to older kids as well. Like, like I said, I wish mm-hmm. I had that as a kid. And so I actually downloaded your book a little bit ago. Oh, thank so you. I was like, we're going to read the book tonight. And, um, oh, you know, we're preparing for dad to be gone for two months and, um, for a train yeah. and stuff. So it's one of those things where, you know, they know they're military kids. They know dad's gone. Like I said, um, you know, I try to like, find things like, you know, my son, I, I was really wanting him to go to a, um, a camp locally here that is kind of specific for military kids. Like they're going to focus. Operation so okay. not that one, unfortunately, um, the dates for that one, I didn't sign him up for that one because the dates ran into a family, uh, wedding trip. So we were not doing that one, but, um, they have, um, there's a rockfish camp here. Um, yeah. and so they have a military specific right. week. Um, and then there's also, uh, Rick's place here, which I don't know what that, if it was, that's a fair, it's a fairly new nonprofit here in town. Um, and they do some the summer and so they're all military kids too. So, you know, getting him connected to other military kids who are going through the same thing and being able to talk about those feelings in a safe space. 
Um, I know that benefited me growing up. Um, you know, I lived here at Bragg most of my life as, you know, most special forces ranger units, you know, come back to Bragg type of thing and <laughs> lived overseas several years. And so it was nice having groups where I could go in and chat about like, you know, my frustration as a military kid or connecting with other people who had their parents deployed. I know my dad, um, when after 9-11 happened, my dad deployed for almost two years. And so I know that, you know, it was nice, not, not nice, but it was nice to have other people who were going through the same thing as like my family and finding those connections, I think is important and talking about it is important, like you said. And But also making sure that, you know, I feel like we put a lot of not pressure, but a lot of weight on our military kids, like, especially during deployments, because like, you know, I do this like, Hey, daddy's gone. I need you to be a big kid, you know, help mommy out. And I'm like, but you know what? He's eight. Like, why am I asking him to do this? Like he's eight. He's going to be worried about, you know, stepping up and filling daddy's role and things like, you know, helping out with sister and things like that. So, you know, making sure that we take a step back and, you know, recognize that like, yeah, but it's hard. It's hard for everybody. So, you know, go with grace, like make sure that, you know, I know my kids, I know this last time my husband left, my son's behaviors were definitely very different from previously before. Um, he would definitely oh. have to doubt a little bit, partly because he knew it was just mom and he knew how to push mom's buttons. And you know, <laughs> I did, several times I had to take a step back and go, you know what? He knows that I'm alone. He knows I'm overwhelmed. He's pushing buttons. Yeah. He's upset. We'll talk about whatever the issue is another day type of thing. So, but it's crazy because I mean, the kids grow up so fast. I mean, I feel like most military kids, at least in my experience, are definitely wiser than like their current years. Um, and I know for my instance, I was that way. Like I always felt that like I was more level-headed. I had the ambition to work outside the home a lot quicker and get on my feet or help provide some stability, I guess is the best way. Like, you know, even though that wasn't really something I was doing, I was providing, I, I found ways to provide stability for myself a lot quicker than probably most kids would do just because I had a very different you know, my husband's military and he never really moved all that often. Me as a military kid, I moved almost every single year. Like I'm not even exactly. Yeah. I went to a different high school every single year. Um, by the age I was 19, really hard. Yeah. I mean, I moved a lot and, you know, I really resented it at the time, sure. but you know, now looking back as an adult, I, I appreciate the the opportunities that I had. I I got to live overseas. If I hadn't moved around so much, I would have never met my husband. I wouldn't have some of my very close friends that I consider family. So, you know, there's pros and cons. So, you know, finding ways to communicate that with your military kid is also the best way. Like, you know, you may not like it right now. It may suck so much, but you know, these are the pros of the situation. And let's look at the silver lining and not necessarily the negative things all the time and try to like, figure that out. Yes, I do like though, we are asking this huge task for these kids. Yesterday, a military mom collective, I'm sure you follow Mm -hmm. her. There was a post that uh, one of the contributors put and it was a totally different perspective and I loved it. Basically what she's talking about. So if you haven't read it, it was an excellent post. It was just a totally different point of view. She's saying, yes, they're strong. Yes, they're this, but they don't, shouldn't have to be. They shouldn't have to be expect they shouldn't have to grow up with their dog. You know, it was uh it was just a very strong, raw, um, it wasn't 
it wasn't dismissing serving our country. It wasn't dismissing what they go through by any means. It was, it was, in fact, it was almost more supportive in a way mm-hmm. saying how they are, but what they're at. Anyways, it was, um, it was an excellent post. And I liked, I appreciated that she talked about, they have no choice. You mm-hmm. know, they, they, they're forced into doing this. And I feel like we also need to, yeah, you can't say you signed up for you signed up for this to. to oh, the, I hate that phrase. I hate that I phrase hate that in phrase. general, but like, I and that's what I love that you know we you know they've made this a whole month. I mean, uh, you celebrate yes. this all year round, but I love that there is a whole month dedicated through all the different military organizations and all the different resource branches that dedicate to a whole month of just showing. Like we know, like you, you guys didn't choose this. You were born into this and you may love that your dad or your mom does this, but we do say that they're brave and resilient and all that kind of stuff. And of course they are. And they are, they are. And, but like, I feel like a lot of times it does negate like their emotions. Like, you know, you're strong. You'll get over it. Dad will be good. Your mom will be good. You're going to be better for it in the long run. And like, that kind of sucks. Like I would have. I I don't remember hearing that as a kid. Um, Like I said, like, you know, I, as a military brat, you know, moving all the time with, you know, a parent that did deploy in several different times to Kosovo, Iraq, um, Panama, all the different Mm -hmm. places. Like I, I never, I, you know, that's not what I remember about my child, military childhood. I remember the friends. And I remember the opportunities that I received and, you know, going overseas saying goodbye always sucked to friends. Um, yeah. Back in the day we were able to be pen pals. Cause that was, you know, we yeah. had the computer. So we would write letters and things like that. So it was always fun to be able to get mail. Yes. That's really fun. But you know, I feel like, I feel like that's kind of something that doesn't happen as often because that's not a thing anymore. So, cause you know, we have phones and computers yeah. and social media. So you know, there are ways to keep those friendships alive, you know, have, do pen pal. Like, I mean, I know my kids love mail, so, you know, find really ways fun. to keep those connections. But, you know, as a military kid, I do not, I mean, I remember my dad, like I said, being gone, like I vividly remember him being gone, like in middle school, like after nine eleven. you know, I remember him being gone every once in a while, like homecomings and things like that. But I don't, I don't remember the in-between, the missing my dad all the time. And I will say it's very different as a spouse, like missing a parent compared to missing a significant other. It's very different. It's so much so that my husband and my dad were both deployed at the same time. Oh my gosh. In in Iraq. And I was just like, my dad's fine. But I worried like crazy. Sure. You Um, shifted that. Yeah. And not to negate that the other, like, you know, the kids have a hard life and stuff like that. But coming from being a military kid, I I remember the good things. I remember some of the bad things, like moving all the time. That was not something I enjoyed. But yeah. that was, I'm, I'm not a normal, like I did not have a normal three-year PCS, three-year PCS. Like mine was almost every year, every two years. And unfortunately, that was just how my dad's career was. Wow. You know, for, I'm fortunate that my kids have moved. My four-year-old has moved. We moved here when she was uh, nine months. And so her first move, her first PCS isn't until she's five and a half. It's, they've been very lucky and they're so excited for this move. 
They're so excited to go to a new location and check something out. Now, granted, sure. they're young. <laughs> I definitely think it's different yeah. as kids get older. Um, it's true. We've been through that. Yeah. I like that you have a unique perspective. And of course, there's other military spouses that were also military brats. Side note, I didn't realize until a couple years ago that brat wasn't a negative term, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't consider it a negative term. I would rather be called a military yes, brat. It was. Um, any day of the week. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was. And then finally, I dug into it. I was like, why are we always referring to kids that are military family ch- children? Like, why are they? Are they really like, why do we call them brats? Oh, it's a good term. Like, yeah, it's like it's like, like a negative use. Like, I think that's like the only negative like, thing that like, is an actual positive. Like, it's like a badge of honor. Like, I'm a military brat. Like, it's a bad, yes, it's a good, yeah. Yes. But you're in a unique, you're in a unique situation because you're living what your children are living now. You lived what your children are living now. So you can a hundred percent relate yeah. to those feelings, to what they're seeing as a mother. And I think that that's great because you can truly agree with, you know what? I, yes, it's really hard. I don't like that dad's gone either. I remember when my dad, and I think that's one of the things that we're not always doing. I think we need to make sure that Yes, we need to be positive a thousand percent. Yes, we need to look forward to good things and have goals and find the silver lining, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. But we also need to talk about those hard feelings. Yeah. We need we to do. mention them. We need to bring them up. We need to have conversations with our kids. We need to validate them. We need to let them express those and help them express them in a healthy way. That is one of the things. There's um, one review actually that came up. I did have one negative review on Amazon, like admitting this, but it would really upset me. And this is what she said. I feel like this focuses too much on depression, zero focus on depression. She talked about how leading uh, like these children, the stories leading to children is to like needing, um, just having a high depression. And, and anyways, and I was very upset with that because this was a truth to what these kids, this is not depression because I was listing hard feelings she's taking it offensively as oh they're depressed that's not what that's not what it should be she shouldn't be talking about that yes we should be talking about what these kids are going through and so uh, that is the only negative one that I've ever had (laughs) but in a way I, I mean I was just really surprised because if you have ever experienced this then you know those things are real Mm-hmm. They're true. It doesn't mean that the children are depressed, but we well, can't think, gloss over it. Yeah. And I think we can't gloss over happening. it and like it's not happening. Like yeah. it's actually happening. We can't we can't just make it like, oh, they're doing great. They're so ha- functional and they're so yeah, yes, we those things can rainbows. come through and you can help yeah. them. I was just very yeah. I that love, one was just very bothered me because Yeah, that I would that would bother me too. Um yeah, I love that there are now resources like here at Bragg, and I'm sure majority of the other installations have this too. Um, and I'm not sure what it would be called at each one, but they have a military representative that goes into the schools. Now I know they have them on base, yes. on base for sure. Um, but here at Fort Bragg, they have liaisons that go out into the school system. So like I know that there's yes. one that goes to my my son's school, and he uh, meets. They have 
they eat lunch once a week, once every other week together. And it's all military kids and they come to a military project together Yes. and talk about their feelings. And she's always there to, you know, if they're having a hard time to kind of like pull them out and talk about different things. And that is such a Yes. great resource. And if you have the opportunity, cause you have to sign up for it. Like they send a permission slip, like, is it okay for them to do it? I highly suggest that you utilize that program, whether you're during a or not. Um, Because I mean, they go through all these bouts, like there's training exercises, you know, dad may not be able to be participate. I mean, I know my husband's schedule is ridiculous. And so he doesn't get to, you know, go to after school activities very often. Um, you know, he's going to miss Yeah. on, you know, he's missing his daughter's very first ballet recital. Um, you know, there are different things that, you know, your kids are focusing. Cause like, you know, my kids are like, well, it really sucks that dad's not going to be here for this. And I'm like, I know, Yeah, for I'm sure. like, you know, unfortunately it, the dates just didn't line up. It's not daddy's fault. Um, but yeah, you know, Yeah. we should talk about those like upset, those feelings, because if you don't, Right. then, then that's just where just things go wrong. Like, you know, you're going to have a child who's depressed. You're going to have a child who doesn't know how to com open communicate and who isn't going to learn all those wonderful aspects that we're teaching them, like, you know, how to be adaptable, how to, you know, be resilient, how to spread their wings and fly in the best way that they can, because they're starting to shut down. And as a military rat, like I remember, I do remember explicitly, I mean, specifically in high school where I moved every single year and I, I would shut down. I started becoming more loose. I started giving up on things that I really enjoyed doing like sports because I was just so tired of having to kind of prove myself. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, my mom noticed, but like, it wasn't something where we talked about it very often. Um, you know, my, my younger sister was on, is on the spectrum. So like her focus was really on making sure that she was successful. And, and I think it was because my mom had that mindset of like, you've always proven to be successful and you've always proven to be resilient and be able to do what you need to do to, you know, get by just because your child shows that check in, check in with them. Yes, Find out always. like, you know, if they're okay, if they need a little one-on-one -on -one time, a little extra, maybe come Yes. up with a plan. Like, okay, I know this really sucks, but you know, Yes. I know you really love this hockey team. Let's, let's research some teams that we're going to, or, Yes. you know, if you want to take a step back, that's okay. That's your choice, Totally. but make it your choice Right. and not because it's a, you're giving up because you're just tired because I mean, it is tiring. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tiring for mamas. It's tiring for spouses to do everything. So we have those emotions. Now take that emotion into a tiny little body whose brain isn't fully developed. Again, go with the grace. Like if you have a child who's upset about leaving, don't necessarily Mm -hmm. Okay, like great. be upset Yeah. about it, but try to find a way to make it fun. Like, you know, we've really, like I was a little worried that my son would be kind of upset about moving this this time around but he's like I said mine are both really excited but like you know we've researched where we're going we've like we've looked up all the different fun things that we're going Involve to get to them. doing um you know we're not moving far so like that was kind of one of our things like well we're not moving too far so we're there's always a possibility to come visit um if we want to so we're fortunate like we're only moving four hours away so Mm -hmm. Nice.
you know, that's, that's been nice for us. And, but I know the next time we move, he's going to be a lot older and he's going to understand that, like, you know, oh, I'm not going to see this friend again anymore. or I'm not going to have this anymore. And I know as, as kids get older, cause they grow up so fast and time goes by so quickly. Like, I can't even believe I have an eight year old that yeah. every time is going to be different. Every PCS is going to be different. Your kids yeah. respond differently every single time. I mean, I know I respond differently every single time, but their brains are changing their interests, their likes, their, I know, I mean, just moving houses, like for young, young kids, like just the process of getting them to sleep in their own beds and things like that is different every single time. So it's so hard. I I wish there was like a, like a cliff note, like here is the best (laughs) way to handle things, but unfortunately it's different every single time. Right. It is. It's interesting because in our army career, we went through all different ages of the children during deployments. So like my son was a baby. In fact, he really didn't even know his dad until like, I think he met him maybe three times in like two years, you know, met, not even really. So we went from like baby all the way up through 12 years old. And then there was a little bit of a break after we left Bragg. And then, but then the kids were 12 and 15. So dad had been home for a while. You know, they went through the the hardships as a child, right? Like you said, they can bounce back a little bit differently, but they don't understand. And time is harder for them. They're, it's got its own struggles. But we can't discount those older kids. Like you said, you you were thriving. You were stronger. I definitely think yeah. older military kids kind of get pushed to the side. Yes. And I, that's this one area that I, you know, since I do like writing, I haven't figured out what to give them yet. Like right now I'm working on another deployment book for all branches, but I haven't figured out what to do. Like, I don't think it's really there for any, like majority of the resources out there. I mean, there are some, but I, I feel like a lot of the resources are generated towards younger kids. And, you know, and I can understand why, because majority of, you know, unless career soldier, you're most likely not going to have older kids. That's Mm -hmm. not saying that they're not there. I mean, by the time my husband retires, my kids will be dev. My oldest will be 13. So, you know, but like I said, I mean, I was, I mean, my dad didn't retire until I was 23. So things where, you know, you have those kids and finding the resources for those older kids. Cause I feel like once they get past a certain age, we're just kind of like, they've been doing this for so long. They're resilient. They, they know what to do. Just get them into something that's going to give them a piece of themselves, some control, something to have control over. You know, I think that was one of the reasons why I started working at a younger age was it was, I was able to control that. Like I was able to control like having some of my own money, you know, having something that gave me a purpose that wasn't just being a kid or a military, military brat. I was, you know, I was having something that gave me a new identity a little bit. And, um, you know, that's not always going to be the case. Cause I mean, I wasn't able to work overseas and I spent majority of my middle school, high school years overseas, but um, there were, there were more things in place overseas for teenagers to connect. So, I mean, I was fortunate with that. Um, 
but encourage the kids to talk about those feelings with other kids is important. Um, I joined, Absolutely. we're not very religious family, but you know, I joined the youth service, the youth group overseas. And it was probably one of the best decisions that I made. Um, you know, it was once a week, we all met together. We were all military kids. We talked about, you know, being military kids and like a youth group setting, you know, we got to go on this really cool trip. And that's what I remember. I remember things like that. I remember going out and hanging out with other military kids and things like that. So like, I guess like, it's kind of like a catch 22. Like you're worried that they're going to remember dad being gone or mom being gone all the time, but that's not necessarily the case. If you make sure you take the steps to help them through it all, help them through it all and give them the support and make sure that, you know, like if you're just sitting there being a worry ward at home and, you know, so focused on like, I'm, I'm so sad dad's gone and, or mom's gone, things like that. Like right. make sure that you are taking care of yourself, but also make sure you're feeling your kids with what they need to get through those, those emotions and process, whether that means you are going, taking your kids to see a therapist or sure. finding a mom group on base where they can connect with other militaries, coming to a deployed love event or USO event or any other other organization, connect those kids. I mean, I, I grew up when I grew up, I don't remember the USO doing a lot of family events. I Mm -hmm. I, I always felt that it was more geared towards soldiers. um, And that might have been the case back then. I, but now, you know, USO does, I mean, here at Fort Bragg, I mean, they have Lego meetups and um, coffee meetups and things like that. So utilize those resources. Um, even if you're utilizing it for yourself, once you go to those resources, you're going to find things that are going to benefit for your benefit, your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't be afraid because it's, I feel like a lot of military spouses are afraid to utilize military organizations because the stigma of military spouses being, you know, dependas or caddy or whatever, whatever you feel like it is. Don't let that, don't let social media scare you into yeah. not you utilizing it. You might be, yeah. And if it's not for you, okay, try the next place yeah. or make friends and or do go to a different group or a different event. But yes, try, you know, try. Um, one thing with the kids. So it's interesting. So the last time my husband was gone, granted he was in Korea, but still we, we, we chose not to go this time because he didn't want to be there the two years. So we could have gone, but it just, my daughter was going to be a sophomore, like just anyways, it just wasn't the right time for us to go. So we went back to Arizona again and it was just the year. And so it was, this was interesting because, and we touched on it briefly, although they're older, it is easier in many ways. Like you said earlier, they understand the reasoning behind, they understand their call to service. They understand why that's important. Mm -hmm. Right. But they're still their dad's kids mm-hmm. you know, or their mom's kids. They still miss that parent. They, they just might not express it the same as when they're little. And so really checking in with those teenagers, and those middle schoolers and making sure you, again, we voice it, they talk about it and we don't create an atmosphere where we just think they're okay. Cause they're older or they've done it their whole life. We need to make sure. So, and because we're, we are missing some of those resources. One thing that worked for us that year was we, my husband did the open win letters. 
And so we just figured, okay, for our son, he was 12. He was going to be 12 to 13. What was he going to experience in that year? You know, be it his birthday, a holiday, going, he was going to start middle school, you know, different things. What were his things that my husband was going to miss? And then for my daughter, she was going to turn 16. She was going to do, you know, driver's ed when she was 15. She was going to hit some different milestones. And so he personalized, I think he did like 10 for each child. And it, some of them were just when you're really missing me. Because just I because they're 12. Wish that program so much. I wish, I wish that program was around when I was a kid, yeah. for sure. I wish that we were on schedule deployment so my husband can do that. Because like I said, the rapid you don't know very yeah hard. it's very I mean he could have them written but like you know type of thing but I yeah. love that program yeah. so much and just even the thought of like having a couple written notes or doing the daddy dolls I highly suggest if you have little ones getting one of the daddy dolls um my kids love yes. theirs um yes or the personalized book recordings are really great like if you're yeah. if yours your service member was someone that, you know, read books or that was something that they did, or even if they didn't do having those books that you can record are nice. Cause like my book. Yeah. There are actual services and I'll have to look up what that is. I can't remember the name of yes. it. It's a free service out there for military families that. Yes. It's awesome. Request a, a, a recordable book and you can, you can have, mm-hmm. have that. I believe it's like one per child too. So Either through the ACS or USO. It could be ACS. I feel like you can probably find the information between two. I, I know the one program, I, there yeah. may be more than one, but I know there's one program where they, they have like rep, they have individual represent re- representatives that will go up and like set up at like deployment briefs and stuff like that. Um, I cannot remember the name of it, but I'm pretty sure that USO and the ACS or the YMCA will have the contact information. Like if you just call them and say, Hey, like I heard about a program. Right. That, you know, provides free books um, or even calling the USO and say, hey, do you guys ha- happen to have a daddy doll discount code? Like, I, I love the daddy doll thing. They love it. You can put a recording in it, too, if you want to. Um, you. But, you know, when my husband's gone, the kids will probably they usually will bring one of their daddy dolls along with us when we go on a trip. We've taken him to the movies. We've taken him to yes. uh, we took him to Gallenberg last spring break when my husband yes. was gone. And it's just a fun way to kind of still include dad or mom while they're gone. Um, Like they would take pictures, post pictures and stuff. And so, you know, find those super fun ways to kind of still make you feel like your service member still there when they're gone will also be very beneficial. I would have loved a daddy doll when my dad, when I was a kid. Yeah. I I mean, I was a daddy's girl, so it would have been so cool to be like, Hey, this is my dad. Like, um, like my kids do. So I definitely feel like there are so many resources out there. You just have to look for them. And if you don't know how to look for them, reach out to your resources, reach out to us at Deploy yeah. Love USO. I mean, there's so many great people who work on the installations that you're at that you may not know about the organization, but if you call and say, Hey, we're struggling with this, or our teenager is just starting to, you know, not communicate well, find different ways to get them to feel like they can come to you. And if they can't come to you, find a way for them to talk to somebody else. Cause it's important to talk about your feelings. Um, yes. We miss as spouses and moms, we miss our significant other and the kids are going to feel the same way. It might be a different type of miss missing, but it's still there. Totally. And that is something I wanted to um, just briefly. I know that there's a lot of talk 
self-care and I feel like it's overused but used appropriately because you really can't overuse it but it's a, such a popular term and one of the things that after I had done so many of these separations um, I learned quickly that when I was not in my best place when I wasn't right with myself or the situation or whatever I was not my best mother I wasn't the best mother I could say <laughs> excuse me so I wasn't I wasn't giving my children my best self when I wasn't right first. Mm -hmm. And so I always, one of the things I will always tell military spouses when they're just starting this life is that you need to come first, mm -hmm. especially when there's a deployment, you, you have to be in the headspace, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you need to be there for you and take care of you. And then you can fully give to your children, to your yes. family. So, and that's kind of like the founding thought process of Deployed Love. So Deployed Love is here to provide a safe and welcoming environment. And, you know, we're not here for just deployments. We're here for you through all cycles of military life, because we all know that it's different. There's ups and downs. There's long training events, things like that. Um, so reach right. out to your local chapter. And, you know, if you feel like you don't have a tribe, if you don't have someone that you can rely on during those hard times, Mm -hmm. come check us out if it's not yeah, it's a great program type of thing. it's you know um I mean I joined deployed love back in 2020 and um in depression I didn't know anybody I was you know not you know I'm I'm an extrovert and I was starting to become this little hermit and I was just like mm, maybe I'll go meet people and you know, I'm so glad that I took that step to come out. And I, I, I just came out and volunteered. This was before we even did all of the nice. social aspects of um, our, you know, coffee meetups or our play dates or mom's night out or whatever we're doing. You know, we're adding new things all the time. So like, if it's not your cup of tea, that's okay. There's a Facebook group. We have a Facebook group. Come in there and say, hey, like I'm here at this location. Does anyone want to meet up and do this? find your tribe. I think that's important. And I think that if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be the best mom. Even if you're just a spouse, right. you're, you're, you're not going to be your very best if you're not taking care of yourself. So, you right. know, to make sure you take care of yourself. Well, yeah. Yes. And that's not to say that we do so much self-care that now we're neglecting our children. Right. Now that they last or they're on TV for 12 hours a day, we don't want to take it there. Right. We just you just need to find men. Maybe it's just an hour at the gym and they're in the daycare. Maybe it's just Friday night girls nights. Maybe it doesn't even have to be. Every day. But maybe it's just taking a bubble bath every night. You know, you find you know, you. Yep. Yeah. Mine was a bubble was, bath. Like I would take a bubble bath and right. decompress. Yep. Right. It's it's your, you know, you, and you know what soothes you and soothes your soul. Right. And so you want to find those things and do those things for you. So then again, you are your best self, but also you're not going to always be your best self every day. So you've got to learn to forgive yourself. There's still moments where I remember and I'm like, ah, like it still bothers me. I could have done better mm -hmm. with whatever. Right. There's still those the little bit of mom guilt, but I'm sure my kids don't remember that. The I think moment. I feel like that's like right. the most important thing is, is like, what am I giving them most? I'm giving them love. I'm, yeah, they're seeing that they're I gonna struggle. Remember, they were going to remember the good things, you know, they're, they may remember one or two bad things, but overall they're going to remember the good things and they're going right. to remember the positives and they're going to remember, you know, 
yeah, dad wasn't there, but you know, like, you know, I always try to be like, well, maybe next time daddy can go with us. Like next time we'll plan for dad to go. And, and that always kind of perks them up a little bit. And then you're like, okay, yeah, that's a great idea, mom. Like, well, we can tell dad all about the trip and then we can start planning a trip with him or, or, you know, I'm I'm talking like I go on trips all the time. We really don't, but you know, (laughs) um, they're, you know, sports, things like that. So my, for some reason, my husband's gone every year on my birthday. Um, this so happens to be his birthday too. Cause our birthdays are just a few days apart, but yeah. um, they're always like, man, I wish dad was here for your birthday. I was like, yeah, you know, me too. But you know, we can celebrate when dad gets home in like a week or two. Yeah. That's what's important is we can celebrate later together. We're here together as a family, things like that. So t- trying to find a way to explain it in a positive light is good, but make sure that you like validate those feelings when they're sad and angry. And especially when they're angry. Well, and your, your own. Yeah. Sometimes, especially when our kids are older, we can share more real feelings too. Yeah. Like, you know what? Hey, I'm really having a hard day and I'm really missing dad today. I could use a hug yep. or, or just let them know that although we can be strong and they're seeing that strength and they're feeling that strength, like, but we're feeling it too. We're feeling those effects in a totally different way. You know, it's so much heavier in a lot of ways for the, the parent that's left behind, right? The spouse that's left behind. And I think, think that that's also great that we we put we allow our voice to come out not that you're trying to like dump it on your children but it's okay to let them um sometimes they were the things that brought my joy back because they saw even as little kids they're so intuitive and they recognized what's wrong mommy you know like it and then I just maybe cried on that or you know they saw that mommy had needs too. And then they were there for me instead of me. Now it's a really incredible relationship that these well, little and like kids them seeing that you're, you have, you're upset about the situation too. We'll just validate yeah. that their feelings are like, if they're feeling inside, well, mommy's so happy right now. Like maybe I shouldn't feel sad about this. Like if sure. you show them their, your emotions as well, like they're going to like, they're gonna, they're gonna know that they can open up and talk about like, well, mama, I'm really sad today. Yes. I'm really yes. mad and I don't know why. And you know, you can be mad and not have a reason, like making sure that they understand that their feelings are valid and they grow up. So they really do grow up so fast. I feel like military kids grow up much faster than. Yes. They're asked to do things that other children are not ever asked to do. They don't. It's interesting. So now our daughter is, has recently turned 21. You know, we've been out for years. She's 21. And she's moving on, you know, with her life. And then our son is 17. He'll be 18 soon. And so they've got, I mean, their whole lives, right? Their entire lives have been this life with the exception of like, well, no, like maybe 18 months of my daughter's life. You know? So really her whole life too. And it's interesting because my daughter wants nothing to do with military. If she was to meet a military man, she'd be I like, we can't <laughs> She wants, oh, look, and then you marry me. She wants, doesn't want to even really talk about it. I mean, she will, but it's just, and then my son, he's thinking about possibly doing that after he graduates next year. And I'm now I'm just like, wait, I might be a military mom. I don't know how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. don't you remember this is our life? But they, they both, even though they grew up the same life, they feel differently about it. And yeah. my daughter had four, she had three high school or three high schools in three years. So almost as worse as almost as bad yeah. as you. But three high schools in four years, and she graduated in COVID year. So my, oh my whole high poor girl. <laughs> oh, and her family, PCS, retired at the same. Like it was quite a year, 2020. Anyways, um, but my son, we we retired, and then he started freshman year. 
So yeah. he's going to be a totally so a different, different, experience. Bit different experience. And, and that's how like, I felt like my younger sister, like my younger sister went to the same high school all four years. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I said that too. I was like, I am never marrying a military soldier. I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah. never marrying you in the military. And then of course I met my husband. My husband was, uh, grew up military. Well, he's a military brat as well. And I met wow. him my senior year when we moved back here to Fort Bragg. And, you know, at the time I was like, mm, nah, I mean, it's a high school. We'll date. Um, right. so he decided that he was going to go to Virginia military Institute college and he did that for a year and then decided that I don't want to do school anymore and enlisted and I was just and at that point for like three years and I'm like looks like I'm gonna be a military spouse and so you know that was in 2006 and here we are in 2023 and yeah I I honestly like looking back like I said I I would never military but you know this is the life I know and this is yeah I, I mean, we've spent time, I mean, we've done recruiting duty in the civilian sector and I was so out of my element. And so, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. Like I was like, you know, my kids are going to be fairly young when my husband retires and we already have a retirement yeah. plan and we know where we're going to be and we know what we're going to do right. afterwards. Like we have a very fortunate opportunity after we leave the service. And that's not the case for a lot of people. So we know what we're doing. We know what type of, you know, my kids, my kids are going to go from like a very hectic, crazy lifestyle to a mom and dad are home all the time. And it's going to be great, right? but it's probably going to be like a huge adjustment for every single one of us because we're going to be so used to like dad being gone, but I can relate to your daughter. Like a hundred percent. And you know what's funny is that she says that. And like, I, I hope she sticks to her gut. I mean, I hope, you know, fine. That's my thing. Like, you know, like I was like, I'm not going to marry him if he's going to be in the military. And I, and I even said that after a few years of even dating my husband. And I was just like, uh-huh. you know, if you find a partner to do it with, like, then it does, it doesn't make things as hard. Um, I did say, yeah. I did make the commitment though, that I was just like, we are not going to do what my parents did to me. Okay. Yeah every single year but I also made the like and it's one of those things where you don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation because I was like we're also not gonna you know live apart for a a long extended period of time because that's what my husband's parents did like you know my my mother-in-law they stayed here so he was here from third grade until he graduated high school and his dad PCM and I was like that's too much but like a year like to Korea like that I could do but I was like we're not doing long yeah the whole thing apart for type of thing so I mean, but it comes down to what works best for your family and what happens best during that time frame because you never know where you're going to be at at that point in time. Like, if I really wish that my parents had been like, hey, every year moving is really a lot for the kids, especially when, you know, your kid, I mean, competitive sports and things like that. I know my parents had the thought process that I could handle it and I handled it, but it would have been, sure. it would have been so much better if I didn't have to. But like I said, looking back, I wouldn't necessarily change it just because a it's made me who I am today. Um, Absolutely. Who I wouldn't be where I am, and I wouldn't know the people I know if it hadn't been for that. So, I right. I chose after an extended period of time. I was probably like in my mid twenties when I made that. Like you know that really sucked. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at the time, but you know I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change being a military brat, even though growing up, I was like, I hate this. And and I think that's just because like, I couldn't see the big picture. I couldn't understand 
what I was getting out of it. And I just kind of viewed like, you're just making me move all the time. But again, like those feelings are valid and those, you know, some people may not like that. So you just have to take every instant, every situation differently and approach it differently. And everything's going to be different. Every PCS. And like, like I was saying, like my kids are so excited, but I can guarantee you the next time they're not going to want to move. Yeah. It's a very tricky life. And it, it comes with its perks, but it definitely, definitely is so much different than our, you know, our civilian counterparts. And, yes. um, and it's hard to explain to, I mean, their minds are so little and it's so hard to explain to kids like, oh, yeah, their dad's there because, you know, right. <laughs> he's not working the military life. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky, but it is really good. So it's, um, it's definitely rewarding in its own right, for sure. But um, I think it's just like everything. It's just, just like life. It is what you make it, right? And mm-hmm. you're going to always have the bumps. You're going to always have the, the mountains to climb. And you can be miserable or you can bear it and, and try to smile through it, right? And, and, it, and again, it doesn't mean that you have to just pretend everything is happy all the time but you can still grin and bear it and make it happen. We always had a, um, a magnet on our fridge <laughs> for years. It said, embrace the suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that rings true in military life really well. Yeah, but it's true. But it's, it's that way even, even post-military life, it doesn't make it really any easier. Now we just have different challenges. You know what I mean? Like life still goes on and you just take what you've learned and, and what life has given you and you just move forward. You go forward. Yeah. And you just, so I, I'm, I'm grateful that we had those experiences, although it was difficult in many ways and unexpected. You know, I didn't have this plan for my life, but that's OK. It's what we chose. And and I chose my husband. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm grateful that we we had these experiences. I'm grateful to have met all these people throughout the way and to, and to be in this awesome group of military families and military spouses. So unique. Right. But we're also just like everyone else. We just have a different perspective of life. You know, I'm grateful to have had these, these, these times. And like you said, been at these places we never would have been at and, and met these people and lifelong friends that we never would have ever mm-hmm. met. We never would have had these relationships and these experiences. So it, I can look back on it with goodness, you know, with good feelings, you know, it comes with the other things, but I am grateful that we had the opportunity to like truly be able to serve mm-hmm. firsthand and that we could offer that to our kids because who we are makes all of us who we are. Um, so I mean, it's, it's been a fun ride. Now, yeah. I, and now we have to figure out this post-military adventure yeah. <laughs> that we're I doing. But I yeah. definitely agree with you. And then you said like, you know, we have a different perspective and I definitely feel like kids have a different perspective on life and like their values and yeah. like what they feel are important compared. I, I mean, not that, our civilian counterparts don't, but we do have a, you know, a very different outlook on, you know, life is short and life is precious and we should, you know, take the time to utilize as much of that time we have together together. Cause you know, you never know like when your parents can be gone or um, anything like that. So it is definitely a lifestyle that is unique and different. And I love the fact that you have a book to explain, 
you talk about that with I think those are so important and I can't wait to see what you do with your next book I know I can never pull it together (laughs) and make this crazy busy mom life we you know we have to find the time to do those things and this month you know we still have a few days left in this month so make sure you guys take a time to give your military kids a little extra love or if you have a military kid in your life that you if you don't have one you know give them a little bit of love because you know Military yes. life is the village. You know, we have tribes, you know, <laughs> I'm aunties Absolutely. to so many military kids that, um, you know, came into my life t- during deployments and things like that. So um, as always, wow. we will make sure that we have um, all of the links um, in our show notes. Um, we will have a link to the book as well. Thank and you. I really appreciate you coming on today, Shandell. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. It's we- been awesome. We'd love chatting with different, getting different perspectives and things like that is always fun. Couple notes for deployed love. You know, if you're at any of our local local branches, um, currently Bragg, Benning, Carson, Norfolk, J-Bear, and JBLM have uh, active coordinators that are hosting monthly events. Uh, make sure you check out their pages to connect with those lovely ladies who are there. Uh, if you're at the Fort Bragg location, um, we do have our tea party coming up in May for mili- for kids. So make sure you check that out. The tickets are live for that currently right now on our Facebook page. So we will make sure that we continue to love on our military kids through all of our organization as well as everyday lives. And we hope that you guys will do the same. And as always, rock up, buttercup.